Welcome to the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share inspiring stories and tips on facing vulnerability and the lessons we can use to help us be able to find success and fulfillment in our own lives. With each episode, we hope to impact one listener. And if anything you've heard has impacted you, we'd appreciate you sharing it on social. Thank you for listening. Now let's get vulnerable. Julianne O'Connor said, It's worth any risk, any cost, any sacrifice to be you. This is episode 67 of the Vulnerable Podcast with Sean Anderson. While attending college during an intramural football game, he would run head-to-head with another player from a field that was backing onto his. He would shatter his cheekbone and end up with swelling in his brain, which meant an induced coma. For most people, this would leave them wondering how to move forward, but for him, he just returned to school like nothing happened. Something within him told him that he couldn't quit, and he was provided with the insight that if he could overcome this, he'll be able to overcome anything in life. It's allowed him to take on challenges that most of us would think are crazy, and continuing to push even when giving up seemed like the smarter decision. Now, through his books, speaking, and results-producing coaching, he is helping everyone go the extra mile. His movement by the same name has been adopted in over 500 U.S. cities as Extra Mile Day. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get vulnerable with Sean Anderson. Hey, Sean, thank you for coming on the Vulnerable Podcast. Uh, you were one of the many people that signed up through podcastguest.com. Uh, so far, so good. So I'm looking forward to this one as well. Uh, so again, thank you for taking the time to come on today. Gratitude, Brian. Gratitude for what you do. Thanks. My privilege today. Awesome. So the first question I ask everybody to get started is, what is your definition of vulnerability? Uh, my My definition of vulnerability, I guess, is that moment where you allow yourself to to be naked enough to to be able to really have a chance at succeeding. I, I think that sometimes to reach our furthest levels of potential, there's going to be some a lot of uh, discomfort. And I think being vulnerable and allowing ourselves to face that discomfort, to 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 walk through the fire, to to take the risk, to make the leap, it requires vulnerability. No, for sure. And and I one thing I, I like about your definition and that I'm also seeing commonly throughout other people's definitions is is the is the focus on yourself. Um because I, you know, with the trendiness of, of vulnerability and everything like that with social media, uh, you know, I worry that a lot of people think it's about, you know, just putting yourself out there and letting the whole world know what your problems are. But uh, I like what you had to say in terms of you're you're taking the risks, you're willing to sort of put your feet into the fire and all that. So definitely like what you had to say there. So if you can look back on your own life and go back as far as you want, I've had people start at five years old. I've had people talk, you know, starting around high school. But if you can look back on your own life, when would you say would be the first time that you faced some sort of vulnerability or struggle in your life? You know, you'd brought up an, an interesting point. If I could, if we could just take a step back sure, for a sure. moment, you you made a comment regarding people oftentimes putting their vulnerabilities out in public and really, really showing the world their, their nakedness and, 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 and saying, Hey, these are my problems or whatever. I'm not a believer in that. And I'll tell you why I, I, I believe that you do not create positive energy in yourself and you do not create positive energy in other people. If you are out there constantly sharing the negative and all your, 
all the vulnerabilities that you have. I mean, yeah, it's good to be humble and it's good to, to, to not look as if you were a cape all the time. But I think that the more that you allow yourself to believe that this is who you are and announcing it to the world, this, you know, I, these are my vulnerabilities. This is what's going wrong. These are my weaknesses. Not only do you take jabs at your own balloon, but you start pricking other people's balloons too. I believe that what you said is so true. The, 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 the truest vulnerability has to come in that one-on-one -on -one time when you are looking in the mirror and saying, hey, dude, tell me about you. That's the time. We don't need to share it with the rest of the world because it's, it's in finding our own vulnerability that we become stronger, that we are then able to lift other people up through their vulnerabilities. That's what I believe. Now, as to your question, let's see. If we were to go back in time, uh, you know, I, I suppose there, were, there was one time that, that, I, that became extra hard for me. I was in college. I went to the University of California, Berkeley, and I was playing in an intramural football game my sophomore year, and there were, there were two fields uh, going back, in, uh, one heading one direction, one heading the other direction, two games being played simultaneously, and I was going out for a pass in mine. I was running full speed, and I ran head on to a guy going full speed that didn't see me the other way. The top of his, the top of his forehead hit this, the left side of my face, and it, 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 uh, it shattered the, it shattered the cheekbones in my face, and and I was. I was not only out for a considerable period of time, but my brain had been started to swell and, and we had to induce, we had to induce a coma for a while in, in order to make that, you know, to make that go down. Well, I felt, you know, as I walked on campus after that was over, because I chose not to drop out that semester. I chose to continue to keep on going through school because I felt that there was that that's something that if I could survive this, I would be tougher. If I could get through this and still make it through the semester, I would be tougher. But I'll tell you, that was, that was just a real nakedness when you had all the eyes on the world looking at you because something was not quite right. Your face was not quite right at that time. It was healing with black blue or whatever. Yeah, I felt, I felt so exceptionally vulnerable. I think that might've been my most vulnerable time ever. And so, you know, you know, it sounds like, you know, um, that definitely, you know, would have hurt <laughs> in many ways, you know, whether, whether it's physical, emotionally or everything, but what, what sort of helped you get over that period of time? Like what helped you get through that period of time? Because I'm assuming that it wasn't easy or did you even get back to, to playing football or was that sort of the end of, of that for you? Well, you know, actually, no, it was just, a, it was just, a, it was an intramural football thing. So it was no big deal. I did go to college, however, and played intercollegiate golf, but so I, <laughs> I did, I did miss golf for, for a while, but I, you know, I suppose through any vulnerability that I have learned, man, you just, you just find that quiet moment when you start, when your brain's starting to panic and you just relax and you breathe and you say, look at, I just, I just got to get through today. Let's, let's, what do you need to do today? Or even less than that, what do I need to do this hour? And if we start breaking our days in our most stressful times into just succeeding today, just succeeding in this next hour, we got a shot at it. Okay. We got a shot at walking through it and making it, making it through that. But if we start to look at everything in a bigger picture, when we're feeling most vulnerable, that's when we become also most overwhelmed. 
And and so was that a mindset that you discovered through this injury or was that something you already had? Like, I'm just trying to get an idea here because, you know, it, it seems like, you know, somebody who went through an injury like that, an experience like that probably wouldn't pop out of it so quickly. But was that not maybe the case with you or, or just to get an idea of how everything worked? Like you said, you know, you walked back in, you had the black and the blue and you had everybody all eyes on you. But, you know, was that mindset something that you already had instilled in you or was that something that was sort of that came from from this incident? Well, not only the black and the blue, but an indented face. I mean, that's the big deal because, you know, the bones on the side of your face are, are have been shattered. So it was indent, indented. Uh, you know, in college, I wasn't one of the people gifted with extraordinary self-awareness. And, and it's only been something that I've you know, started to at least graduate from third grade to fourth grade. Now, I th- I I, th- I think back then though the pressures the the pressures of trying to catch up in school, and and to and to make sure that I'm getting my papers done and the midterms and what was ahead of me. It was the task at hand that kept me accountable to the moment. And when we have a task at hand, it it helps us. It help the purpose helps us get through the overwhelm. And that's all I did, man. What do I got to do? What do I got to do? Because the decision was made. You're going to finish the semester. You're not taking the time off. You're not missing the classes. You're finishing it. And so at that point, when the pressure's on you, you just got to do it. It, it, that becomes bigger than what you're experiencing. So, so what, what, like, what brought this mindset to you? Because again, I'm just trying to like, imagine that, you know, you didn't just sort of like, wake up from the injury or the coma or whatever it was, get back to school and just decide, okay, I'm just going to task at hand, go at it. Like, was there something, was it a parent, was it friends or was this like, like how did this mindset show up? Because, you know, again, I'm just looking at it as if I'm a listener right now and I'm thinking to myself, you know, if I went through that type of injury, uh, you know, I probably would have stayed out of school for a while because I wouldn't want people looking at me funny or, you know, being picked on or whatever it might be. I know college isn't, there's not as much bullying and everything like that, but I'm sure it still exists. So, so what would you say sort of like gave you that mindset? What, what helped you sort of just make that decision that, you know, just, just focus on the next task at hand? You know, I, I, I honestly believe that there, there was just something inside of me that reminded me of an expression when the going gets tough, the tough get going and I also was always a person with big ambition and big goals, and I wanted to to make a big difference with my life. And I I knew from everything that I had read that there were challenge, there are challenges in life, and when we don't rise to those challenges and we fall back, then we don't allow ourselves to ever truly reach our potential. And and maybe there was something that said, this is your moment to prove to yourself for all future moments that. If you can get through this this tough challenge, you will always have something to look at, to know that you can get through all tough challenges. But there was something in me that just said, you do not quit. You do not quit. You do not quit. And I felt that if I had absolutely taken the easy way out and you know the the doctors had recommended you need to take x number of weeks off and not you know put the stress on you and the administrators of the school said do we understand take the semester off we'll just take the classes later but there was something in me that just said Mm-mm, no go you do you go it and you do it 
Well, I mean, kudos to you for ha- for having that kind of mindset and being able to find that because again, you know, I think like I said, most people would have listened to the doctors or the school administrator and just said, yeah, cool, semester off, like why not? I'll just go relax and and try again, you know, in in a few months or whatever. So, you know, it's it's really great that you were able to sort of find that in yourself and and realistically, I I think the other thing to sort of touch on which is the point of this whole podcast is that, you know, you can learn from these struggles and these challenges that you face. And I think you made a great point there in saying that you, you sort of realize that if you could face this challenge, that any challenge that came your way in the future would, would, would be, would look like nothing. It would just be something that, you know, you just realize again, okay, let's go at this next task and, and just keep sort of moving forward. So again, just uh, kudos to you for, for having that kind of mindset. I think one time that we, can we see ourselves walking through the hot coals and we can turn around and see what we've walked through for the rest of our life that that single moment has the power to give us strength for all the other moments that we will face and i think that when we realize that we have that kind of power that we have the power to push through and and we will not get killed because of that i mean fear we feel fear because fear is there to help keep us safe, saying you don't want rejection, you don't want to be denied, you don't want to fail, you don't want to lose. And so because fear doesn't want us to feel any of those feelings, fear tells us, don't try, don't go, it's okay. And I realize that and I know that and I know that even more so than I ever have as I get older. And, and, and it's because also I can, I look back at that moment that happened in college. And although my grades were really terrible that semester, it didn't matter. What mattered was that I went through a a major storm. And when you go through a major storm and, and you can come out the other side of it, you can survive every major storm that life will ever throw at you. It sort of reminds me of there's there's sort of like a I don't know if it's a saying or or just an expression, but of you know like when you've hit rock bottom, there's really nowhere else to go but up. You know, like when I lost my job a few years ago, it seemed like rock bottom. It seemed like the worst worst thing that could ever happen. But then I realized shortly after that, realistically, like this is the lowest of the low. Like getting fired, losing my job, that's the lowest of the low. So the only way I can go from here is up, and and that mindset's helped me as I continue to, to find, you know, new things out about myself and, and continue on new journeys like this podcast and so on. Uh, that's just sort of where I, where I sort of get from what you're saying is that, you know, you've, you've hit that low point, you know, with the injury, with everything. Uh, and so you just figured again, like keep going. And, and even though the grades weren't there and everything like that, you still decided, okay, it's, it's fine as long as I just keep moving forward. Yeah. And I, I, I for me, for me, when I've hit some of these, the, the low points, as you call them, when I've hit the low points in my life, I've, I've learned to, to, to reshift my thinking because there's no doubt that your, your brain starts to go, oh my God, this is terrible life. You know, this, this, this is bad. I can't believe this has happened to you. How did this happen to you? Oh my gosh, what are you going to do next? I mean, we're, we're just so focused on all the, all the crap coming at us that we forget we forget one major, awesome, giant, positive, empowering element. All of this has opened the way for some new opportunity. Wow. Wow. The universe loves me this much that it's going to create a new opportunity, a new door to walk through. 
a new country to explore, something different. And, uh, you know, it's, it's when we can learn to shift our mindset and it's our biggest disaster can soon become our biggest opportunity. That's, that's a, that's a big one to grasp. But if you can get there, if you can, if you can understand that, and if you can put yourself in that picture, the loss that you're feeling in that moment become, can become overwhelmingly positive because of the, the excitement that your future could bring. Again, it sort of brings another saying to my mind of blessings in disguise. You know, these, these things that like you're saying seem like the worst or whatever, they're, right? they're probably, there's probably actually some positive or something we can find. I mean, COVID, I think, is a great example of that. Not to, I don't want to, you know, go down that rabbit hole, but I think that you can look at it as like it's the worst thing ever. And you can also find the positives in it, which I've definitely tried to do over these last few months. And I have a feeling you've probably done the same considering your attitude. Um, but getting into, you know, I was, I was looking through your bio here and, and, and I, you know, you've, you've done some pretty, um, intense activities, some uh, taking some pretty big risks. It seems like what, what vulnerabilities, like if you want to get into a few of the stories, a few of the things that you've done, what sort of, you know, vulnerabilities did you find going through those things? You know, like the, the sort of the, the, uh, bike rides, the, the walks, everything that you've done, would you mind getting into that? Well, maybe to give the, the readers just a little bit, the listeners a little bit more background. Um, sure. since, since 2014, I have walked border to border around or across seven different countries. I've also pedaled a bike solo from one ocean in the United States to the other ocean two times. And I'm not a, I'm a non-bicyclist. I mean, I remember the very first time I bought a bike, I, it was three days before I dipped the, the back tire into the Pacific Ocean. And 48 days later, I dipped the front tire in the Atlantic Ocean. It, but, you know, I, I do all these things because I, I want to push my own boundaries and limits. And I want to, and, and, and most of all, I want to sharpen my axe. And when I say sharpen my axe, I just mean that the, the more that we experience moments in life that challenge us, that challenge us physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, the, the more that we find moments that challenge us, the, the, the further out we're able to stretch our own comfort zone and what we're able to feel comfortable with. And the further that we stretch our comfort zone in life, obviously the more risks that we'll take, the more chances that we'll take, and the further we have at reaching what I believe is our ultimate potential. At the same time, not only do we reach our ultimate potential, but every time that we reach our potential, chances are that we are going to help maximize opportunity and potential for other people too. So yeah, man, every year I go for it. Every year now, that's one of my big things is to, to, to find somewhere in, the country, somewhere in the world. I've now created adventures in over 50 countries. I find somewhere in the world and with a 25 pound backpack, I get on a plane and that's what I'm carrying. When I get off that plane in another country, I'm absolutely feeling ultimate fear because as soon as my sneakers hit the ground, I begin walking. I do not take trains. I do not take cars. I use my feet. And my map has been my, 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 I've mapped it out pretty well that I know where to go. And these are usually trails that have been walked by other people. But man, I get my walk on. And I don't get overwhelmed for the, the, the for example, when walking 750 miles around Shikoku, Japan, I just, I just say, where do I got to get to today, man? Let's go. Come on. Where do you got to get to today? Because at any time along life's path that you become so beat up and so tired and you're starting to look at how far you still have to go, that is going to give you awesome reason to quit. Well, I, I, I can't walk what I have to walk tomorrow and I can't walk today what I have to walk next week. 
all I can get to today is what my goal is today. And that's the key to achieving big things, giant things, great things in life is you break your goals down to the smallest of steps and you just focus on getting to that one step. And that's what I do on these walking across countries or writing a book. I've now written seven books. And I'll tell you the very first time that you write a book, you go, okay, what's the first word? that I'm going to put here. What's the first sentence? What's the book about? I mean, it can be overwhelming, but you just do things one at a time, man, one at a time. It's the simplest of all lessons that we learned when we were little kids. In order to get dressed, we put on our shorts, we put on our pants, we put on our shirt, we put on our socks, we put on our shoes. We succeeded. Same premise that takes us all the way to the end of life. Again, your, 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 your mindset is one that as, as simple as it may seem in, in the way that you're putting it, it's, it's one that I think a lot of us need to work on. And if more of us had, we definitely, I think, achieve more. But getting back to some of these adventures, like, has there ever been a moment, you know, in doing all these, you know, like you said, 50 different countries, has there ever been a moment where you've sort of said to yourself, okay, you know what, maybe I do, do need to give up or that you've gotten stuck where you haven't been able to necessarily push or even has there been a moment where, you know, you found yourself maybe not in the best place or something like that. Like, I'm just trying to, to get an idea of, of, you know, they, they all sound great. They all sound awesome. But has there ever been a moment where, you know, you sort of hesitated a bit? A hundred of them. There's been a hundred of those moments. There's been a hundred of those moments when you've been out in a strange place and you're, you're totally lost and you're in the middle of a huge storm and you're, you're, you're walking on a path that is the funkiest mud you've ever seen and it's raining down as if the, 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 there's a hundred water faucets pointed down at you and you, there's nowhere to go hide and your feet are sinking in this muddy trail all the way up you know, past your ankle to your knee and each time you keep pulling it out, it's heavier and heavier. You have another mile and a half just to keep walking in this slow pace to get to any kind of, any kind of safety or, 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 or protection and, you, and you're just going, oh my God. God, why do I do these things? This is the worst. Or for, for example, you're in Barcelona and you've just come into the country and you're about to take a ship back across the Atlantic and you get to the ship and they ask for your passport and you turn around and you look at your backpack and you go, well, wait a second, why is my zipper undone? And you turn around and you look, oh my God, my, my money's been stolen, my credit card's been stolen, my phone's been stolen, and my passport's been stolen. And so you're stuck in Barcelona without money, without passports, without credit cards, without anybody to help you. And you have to spend the night on the streets in Barcelona because the American embassy doesn't open until the next day. And you don't know what the WTF you're going to do to get there. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, I've, got, I've got a hundred stories like that. But you know what? Brian, none of them have killed me. Every single one of them have turned into an amazing adventure, an amazing story. I'm privileged to have lived all of those. And there is no doubt that when this COVID thing ends and I'm on a plane going somewhere else and I'm about to get my walk on somewhere else, I can assure you that, man, that there will be huge, huge challenges that face me. But when we become afraid to face the challenges in life, man, we get, we, we're, we give ourselves such a discredit for living life fully and richly because my best moments have come when I've overcome my worst challenges. Those are what have sharpened me the most. Those are what have made me the most passionate and the most purposeful and being able to dream big, do big, serve big. 
your 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 attitude is again it's just one that um i i haven't uh come into contact with <laughs> a whole lot but it, it just keeps i'm over here you know we, we're not doing video but i'm over here just constantly smiling because again i think that a lot of what you're bringing up is just stuff that we all need to sort of give some more thought to and um you know just in terms of like like you're saying where the challenges are going to come the hurdles are going to come but it's just about taking that next step it's not about you know worrying about the 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 huge goal at the end or you know the next 20 miles that you have to go it's more about just the next step that that one foot forward one at a time and, and figure it out as you go and and again i just uh yeah just it's it's awesome to me that that you've built such a resilient mindset i think that's the word that i would use is resilience because i can't imagine being stuck in a foreign country with nothing on me and having to just sort of pass out in the streets <laughs> until the morning yeah you know because i i've learned that this whole world is my address i mean yeah i might have a physical place that the united states postal service says this is where you deliver your mail but but man i i've 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 I, I don't know about you, Brian, but I, I only get one life, okay? And, and, and at the, when I take my last breath, I want to be a guy that, that said, well lived, Sean, well lived. I, I want to have lived my life well. And if I'm certainly looking for the most harmony I can, or if I'm looking how to become a master at using the remote control for the TV, you know, then I'm never going to have lived my best life. Our best lives are when we listen to the whispers in our hearts. The whispers are those little voices that tell us, hey, Brian, man, wouldn't it be great to have a podcast? Wow, do it. <laughs> hey, wouldn't it be great to go travel and see that place? Wow. Hey, wouldn't it be great to start that book? Wow. And the problem, the problem with most people is they look at their whispers and they tell them to shut up because the whispers bring work. The whispers bring fear. The whispers bring everything to cause your world disharmony. And who wants disharmony, man? Who really wants that? But I will tell you what. If you go just face your disharmony and do something that's, 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 that pushes you further, when you do that, I think that, the, that we see the world different. Our awareness becomes different. We see ourselves different, what we can achieve and the footprints that we can leave. It all becomes different. When we're, when we're willing to walk over the hot coals when we're willing to do that then everything about life changes no it sort of brings to mind the, the there's a mindset that i've sort of had over the last few years and it was something that uh somebody that i met through social media who was halfway across the world sort of instilled in me which is it's two words just start um and for me it, it became a big part of my life because i was one of those people like you're saying where it's like overthinking overthinking even with this podcast it was overthinking overthinking until my wife turned to me one day and said why don't you just start and then i kind of laughed and said oh I'll, you know talk about a slap in the face like i'm getting told my own advice and and it's true though once you start like it, it, you're, you're right you, you have all these things in your head that tell you oh it's going to be a lot of work it's going to be this it's going to be hard to find guests it's going to be whatever and yet when you finally start, you realize that 90% of those things were just, you know, things that your head was telling you that weren't really true. It was just sort of like you're saying, it was trying to stop you or, or trying to instill fear in you. So um, I definitely, definitely agree with what you have to say. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but, and this just came to mind as you're talking about sort of the walking, but there's a, a, a I guess it's like a documentary series on Netflix called The Kindness Diaries. Um, and it's just, it's this gentleman that travels you know, across, uh, I think the second one was South America. I think the first one might've been across America, but, um, 
anyways, the point is, is that he just sort of goes on these journeys and he basically relies on nothing but people's kindness to get ahead, whether it's staying with them overnight or, or paying for gas or whatever it might be. He, he just relies on other people's kindness. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because I just wondered, have you experienced anything like that where, you know, you've been on these walks and, and you've had to rely on other people from, a, you know, a foreign country or whatever it might be to sort of help you out? I, I'm just curious because I think it would be an interesting story. My very first uh, uh, walk across a country um, was uh, from Saint-Jean, France, over the Pyrenees Mountains to Finisterre, Spain. It was 550 miles. It's called the Camino de Santiago. And, uh, you know, somebody had sent me a book that they had written called One Million Steps that they wanted me to, to give a testimony to. And, and it was about this guy that he had, he had just finished walking this and the, the walk, the story inspired me so much that actually 90 days later, I was, I was there doing that. So, you know, I'm, I'm a jogger, I'm a runner. I consider myself, I've got strong legs. I've got a strong heart and, and I'm all, and I'm rich with fortitude. So I'm going over the Pyrenees, the Pyrenees mountains and I'm just chugging it up this hill, man. I'm just going, wow, man, look at, I'm just going, I'm so strong. Look at this, this is no problem. This is great. This is the greatest day of my life. This is so awesome. And I come down the other, the other side of the Pyrenees mountains and super steep and I'm taking this steep path down. This is day one. And, and I'm going down a little too fast because I'm not an experienced walker. I'm not an experienced hiker. I don't know what, what to do. And, and what ends up happening is I, uh, uh, I, I tweak, I tweak the, the muscle between my, my foot and my ankle so badly that I can, I can barely walk. And, and so then for the next few days, I'm like literally limping because I'm not stopping. You know me, Brian. I'm now, you know, I don't quit. I, I'm walking and I've got to, I, and I'm out there and I'm just limping and people say, Hey man, you need to rest. No, I got to keep walking. It's going to get stronger. I mean, it's going to get stronger. And then what happens is the ankle doesn't necessarily get better, but then all of a sudden I start losing my toenails because I'm starting to walk miles that I've never walked before. Cause I'm not trained. My feet are hurt. I'm blistered. I come into this little town in Spain here I am with an ankle that can't, that's, that I look like some lurch Frankenstein walking with pulling one leg. My feet, my, my feet are all taped up. They're bandaged up. I pull up into this little town, maybe population 350. I'm sitting across on the, on this corner. This woman, this woman across the way, she has this little store. I think she's the owner. She's looking at me. She's waving her arms in the air and she's screaming stuff in Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. She doesn't speak English, but I know that what she's screaming at me is not very nice. She comes over to me and she's still looking at my feet and she's pointing at me and pointing at my feet because I have unbandaged my feet and they're just bleeding and they're all bad. And, and then she says, and she, and with kindness, she points at me with a finger and she, she, she says, stay there. She stay there. She runs back into her store across the street. She comes back with a little brown bag inside the little brown bag she sits on the ground next to me she just is still talking in spanish she's muttering stuff probably like oh my god i cannot believe you do this what's going on what are you doing i don't understand anything but i'm letting this stranger this woman handle my feet she takes them out she's like washing my feet literally and she starts bandaging them and then in the most unique fashion she takes a women's 
feminine protection pad and she cushions my feet so that the blisters and the bottom have cushion. She then tapes them up and she puts me in my shoes. If it was not for that woman, eventually I would not be able to walk. I don't know her name. I don't, I don't know anything about her, but she literally with her kindness saved my first Camino. And because the love of that Camino was so great, I've now walked across seven of these. Oh, that, that's sort of what I was hoping for. <laughs> so I'm glad that, that, uh, that you had that story to share because uh, again, I, I, the, the one, the reason I've watched that, that series on Netflix and, and the reason I like stories like that is because I think unfortunately with, you know, the news and social media these days, we tend to see all the negative and we don't know that there's actually this, these sort of things that happen in the world every day. And there's people out there that are, are, you know, f- full of, you know, kindness and gratitude and, and we're just unaware of it because, you know, it's, it's easier to sell negativity. So um, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for asking the question. So, you know, if you were to look at everything that's, that you've, you've been through on your journey so far from that first experience of vulnerability in, in college to, you know, all these adventures and challenges that you've taken on, like, how would you say everything that's happened has helped you get to where you're at right now with everything that you're doing? Man, I just think everything, every, every, every day that we live, every hour that we walk, every breath that we take makes us the person that we are at this very second. Every experience that you and I have had have brought us to this point. And it's brought us to this point together where we have this crossroad and we're able to connect. And I think if people look in the mirror and if they say, you know, I like who I am or I don't like who I am. It's all, it's all a matter of how they've processed everything that's happened to them and how they've, how they've handled their own willingness to take risk and to do things and to experience things. And, you know, I, 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 I certainly would, I'm, I'm certainly not where I thought I would be in life at this point, I suppose, when I look back at the early dreams I had for myself. However, I'm so blessed and privileged to be where I am on this unique journey and path that I never thought I would have been on. I think in life, when we, when we, when we honor our steps and we're not afraid to take our steps, life has a way of taking us on journeys and up mountains and down valleys and meeting people and creating moments that we could never have imagined. And that's the power of life. The power of life is not how much money you're going to end up with or how many times that you, you know, how many followers you have on Twitter or Facebook or, or how famous you are. But man, the power of life is with the people that you met and the stories you created. And if you're not afraid to go out there and meet people and create stories, you're going to live a marvelous life. And who knows the mysteries of why we're here? Who knows where we're going? But I'll tell you what, we are here and we have a chance to meet people and create stories. Don't be afraid to use yours. I just, I had a huge grin on my face because when you brought up the point of, you know, every, most people think that, you know, it's, it's money and things and material objects that are, are going to bring happiness and are going to give you a fuller life. But uh, I've experienced that as well over the last few years that, you know, when I was chasing those sort of things, I was a miserable human being. And now that I don't so much anymore, um, I'm definitely a lot happier because I realized that they, they really, the two don't tie together, your happiness and, and your, the fulfillment in life, it, it doesn't tie in with those things that sort of society tells you of you know like the the money and the the car and the nice house and this and and all those other things so I I definitely love that point um the other thing that I that came to mind is you're you're sort of going through that um 
you know part that story was was that it's really perspective i think i think that's one thing that i'm i'm pulling from all of this is 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 life is all about perspective like you were saying when you when you started to talk there you're saying that you know you can decide to look in the mirror and tell yourself that you know you're you're not as great as you you think you are or, or whatever you can tell yourself all these negative things or you can tell yourself positive things it all depends on the perspective that you have on your own life and and even as your, yourself as a person yeah you're right on there brian you're right on and and I think that the greatest gift any of us could ever give ourselves is the gift of wearing a positive attitude. Because when we have a positive attitude, not only are we able to get through our worst of times, but we're able to magnify our best of times. And, and we're able to create more good times with a positive attitude, more good successes, more, more, more of all the good stuff that we want in life when we wear that positive attitude. Uh, and, and, and I think that, Certainly, it's, it's something that I don't take for granted with myself. It's something that I'm not born with. It's something that I have to work on every single day, just like every other muscle in our body, working on our attitude and, and, and really nurturing and growing that positive attitude so that, so that we can live a healthy, happy, and harmonious life. It's, but it's important. And I think what, it's important what you fill your brain with and what you let your brain think about. And the more that you can learn to control and master your brain, the more you begin to control and master your life. No, I, I definitely agree. The other thing that I would sort of add in there um, is, is, is I think we also have to work on our hearts. Uh, and I know that's a word that some people find funny or whatever, but I realized over the last few years that your brain can play a lot of tricks on you because like we've talked about in this episode, you know, there's the negative self-talk, there's all these different things that can go on inside your head. But I know if your heart's in a good place, it can tend to lead your brain where, where you need it to go as well. Mm. So um, mm. that's just something I wanted to add in. Mm, absolutely. So, you know, if, if you were to look at your life right now, you've said that, you know, you, you're not where you thought you would be, but you're happy with where you're at. But would you say that you found success and fulfillment in your life or that you're still on a journey towards that? You know, Brian, I, I don't even look at life as, you know, I, I don't even really, the question, if I had to ask, answer myself, are you successful? it's a question that I don't really care about. It's a question that it's not even important to me. Uh, what's more important to me right now is, you know, are, are you living fully? Are you experiencing richly? Are you, are you going for it? Uh, the success, the success I have found, and I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy that, that on paper looks like he's done pretty well. I built a million dollar business. I've, I've, you know, traveled to the 50 countries. I've written the seven books. I've sold the 80,000 copies, but, but, the value in each of those to me is, is the process that only I know that I went through to do those, the journey that I walked on, the stories that I have to tell because of all those things that happened, not the end result. So there's no end result that I am currently chasing. There is no end result in the world that I want. There is no amount of fame, no amount of money, no amount of power that matters to me at all. What matters to me is the, is just, just going for it, man. Just going for it. Staying healthy, creating harmony, and every single day chasing purpose with the most passionate heart I can. That's the only thing that really matters to me as far as success to myself. 
No, and 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 I, I like the individuality of of people's answers to that question because you know everybody has a different reaction to that question, and, and I like what you had to say in terms of you know success isn't really something that you're chasing. A friend of mine says happiness equals success, not the other way around, because a lot of us I think feel like you know again once we have the money or or the success I put in air quotes you know that we'll be happy, but it's really the other way around. You need to find that happiness, you need to find that fulfillment, and that's what will sort of bring on uh, what other people may consider success or, or however you want to define it. So I definitely appreciate your answer there. So um, the last question I have uh, is, is really if, you know, if people were to listen back to this, you've shared a lot of tips and, and stuff that has helped you sort of move forward in your journey. And, and I'm sure that could help others. But if you could give our listeners three important lessons from your journey, three things that could help, you know, pretty much anybody with anything that they're going through, you know, whether it's trying to walk, you know, in different places, uh, 50 countries or whatever it might be that, that they're sort of facing right now, what three lessons would you share with them? Well, the, the, the first lesson is, it's, a, it's something that's, um, that just rings powerful in every single thing I do. It's this, it's this phrase called go the extra mile. And if you want to create change in your life, and if you want to get out of your status quo and the, the living, the day-to-day living that you're doing that you're not happy with, you can't keep doing that and expect that life will get better. It's, it's when we add more value. It's when we do more. It's when we give more. So when we go the extra mile that life truly changes. So if you want your health to change, your finances to change, your relationship to change, your future to change, don't keep doing what you're doing. Go the extra mile. And another, another thing too is that it's easy for us to get so stuck in our own head sometimes that, that our life becomes more miserable the more stuck in our own head we get. And if you want to change that, if you're in a place where you're feeling unhappy, then what you do is you take the focus off of you and you put the focus on someone else. You go serve someone else. You go add value to someone else. Because the secret in life that I've learned is that when I motivate someone else, it has a dual process of also motivating me. If I go and inspire someone else, just the teaching, the passing forward of inspiration inspires me. The more that I motivate in life, the bigger I become as a motivator. The more that I inspire and focus and add value to others, the more value boomerang backs, you know, comes back to me. Uh, and, and the third thing that I would say is never be afraid to listen to your whispers and chase your biggest dreams. In 2009, I had this idea of creating something called Extra Mile Day. An extra mile day was, was a chance for mayors and cities across America to recognize their extra mile heroes in volunteerism and service. In that first year, November 1st, 2009, I was blessed that there were 23 other crazy people, mayors and cities across the country that thought that was a pretty good idea. Well, I continued building extra mile day every November 1st, and this was the 12th year. And last year on November 1st, 2019, there were 533 cities across the United States that clap for and recognize their extra mile volunteers. So the third thing I say is don't be afraid to take those small risks because those small risks can turn out to be successes that are so giant you could never have imagined before. uh, before. 23 cities turned into 533 cities. So there you have it. Go the extra mile. Put your focus on other people and don't be afraid to take giant risks in life.
No, for sure. And and congratulations to you. I, I read that and I was pretty stunned to see, you know, in, in a short, you know, 10 years, you, you went from 23, I think you said, or 20 something to, to 530 something. That's a, yeah. a pretty incredible achievement. So congratulations to you. And then I also just wanted to touch on that second point, because I think it's, it's a really important one. I've heard over and over again, whether reading it in books or hearing it on other podcasts, that true happiness is found in service of others. Uh, and I think that, you know, I, I've experienced that in terms of the last few Christmases. Uh, I've had my parents donate the, the basically the money that they would spend on me for Christmas. We buy gifts for uh, children's hospital here and we donate the toys to them because I know that they need it a whole lot more than I do at this that time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that I definitely can see, you know, and I know I need to add more of it to my life, but I know that being in service of others is definitely makes you feel a lot better. And there's a, there's a huge reward for yourself as well as the person that you're in service of. So definitely agree with what you had to say there. Uh, lastly, um, I just want to give every guest an opportunity to just basically promote themselves, let the listeners know what they're up to, where people can find them on social media, website, whatever it might be. So the floor is yours. Go ahead. Um, if you're interested in anything I said today, you can certainly go check my website out, seananderson.com, S-H-A-W-N-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. You can pick up some books there. You can pick up books on Amazon. Um, oftentimes, if, you, if you're if you a Twitter person, I Twitter's my biggest social media, to T-O, Sean Anderson. And, and a lot of times you'll see uh, special promos where I'm giving my books away for free, especially the e-books. Um, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm, I've never been a, a, a big marketer in life. And, and my biggest concern is, is, is not if I'm going to reach the top of the mountain, but my biggest concern is if I can help pull or push other people up the mountain. And if you're a person out there who, who needs to, you know, who needs a little push or pull, I, I have a weekly newsletter, absolutely 100% free. I think this week, extra mile Thursday, it's my 460th Thursday in a row that I've written it. And man, I just give it, I give it my all each week to try to encourage or inspire, write something in it that will help you, that will help you not only listen to your whispers, get to take more risks, but to live a fuller, richer life. So if you want to subscribe to that, certainly go to seananderson.com and that will be a chance to do that. Awesome. Well, that, that was short and sweet. I will make sure to put that in the show notes and, and uh, you know, give people a, a way to find you. Um, yeah, the, Sean, uh, again, I just want to thank you for coming on today. Um, you know, this was definitely a different one from from sort of the, the norm, but uh, I always like it when this happens because I, I think it just provides some variety as well, uh, you know, for myself as well as the listeners. And, and your story, I think, will definitely uh, open some more people's eyes to maybe the... the um, the things that are stopping them and, and how small they might actually be and, and that they really just need to take that next step. So thank you for coming on and spreading that message and, and sharing your story. Gratitude to you, Brian. Thank you so much. We have one life. Go live yours greatly. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, take care and enjoy the rest of your day. Gratitude, friend. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also follow me, Brian Almeida, by searching my name on all platforms. If the podcast has impacted you in any way, I would also greatly appreciate a review. Lastly, if you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, I would love to have them on. Thank you and see you next week.